Welcome to another inspiring message from Milestone Church in Keller, Texas. song it 
takes me back to a young boy in East Texas, and I remember singing that song, and I remember multiple times in my heart, not always completing everything I promised, but Jesus being with me every step of the way, and sincerely telling him that if no one goes with me, I want to follow you. I want to follow. We're going to talk about that subject today, in fact, as we kick off this new series called Closer, and I want to welcome those that are watching online or maybe someone watching this service later. I want to welcome our McKinney campus, and I want to welcome our 1230 service who are making room and making space for others. Would you join me in welcoming all of those that are along for the ride and joining in? This new series is a little bit different in that my desire for you was that you would get close to Jesus and we went to great lengths as a team to actually go to some of the actual geographical locations where big moments with Jesus happened in scripture. The real place where Jesus lived, where Jesus had friends, where Jesus walked, where Jesus performed miracles and as we were capturing some of these moments, I was thinking about you. And I was thinking about, no matter where you're coming from, how much Jesus wants to be close to you. How he wants to come into your everyday world and your everyday life. I'm gonna ask if you have your Bibles to turn with me to the book of Luke chapter five. Luke chapter five, we're gonna look at verses one through 11. If you don't have a Bible, I'm going to show it to you on the screen, in fact, the scriptures that we're going through. And uh, I'm gonna ask you on this journey, if you would, at both campuses, we have available for you a book that we put together along the way in the journey. Um, I don't take resources, money from these books, so I unapologetically ask you uh, to get one of the books because maybe you would join into a closer small group and uh, as you go along this journey, of getting close to Jesus, it can help you. In fact, as you purchase the books, just makes it possible for us to continue to make more resources available uh, for you and your kids this weekend. A great member of our team actually did a coloring book to help our kids, because we're a family, so we want our kids to join in in this uh, closer journey, and so it's going to be an awesome time together. This awesome Jesus, He's not just a mystical, religious, and spiritual figure. He was actually a person. And no matter where you're coming from when it comes to Jesus, and maybe you've come into a service or you've been around some people where they talk about him like, he's so personal. And you're like, well, wait a minute. He, he's just kind of this religious, historical figure. Well, Interestingly enough, he is a real person who lived, a real human being. Amazing about him, no matter where you're coming from, if you're just like, man, I don't know about all that, or you wouldn't consider yourself a spiritual person, or maybe you would even subscribe to some other philosophical belief, one thing we all have to say about Jesus right off the start is that he is an amazing person by way of the impact that he has had globally. One of the things that struck me as I stood where he stood, where I walked where he walked, we were on a little bit of a tour, so many times we ran where he walked. I don't know if you've ever been on one of those. 
But along the way, I thought, man, this is an obscure place. This is the middle of nowhere. There, there's not really anything that would make it easier for this human being to be able to be so widely known. He died in his 30s. He never married. He never had a natural family to carry on his legacy. He never started a great business. He never sat on any kind of earthly throne with any kind of political power. Yet thousands, millions, billions, and now 2,000 years later, his legacy lives on. But what's unique about him is that Jesus was personal, and because he died on a cross, but also rose from the dead, which separates him from any other religious figure, he's alive today, he's able to be personal with us here and now. He's a personal Jesus. He wants to be close to us. It's amazing in our lives how we personalize things, by the way. We personalize every aspect of our life. We don't ever want, one of the things we never want to be is someone who's unrecognized, unnoticed. We want to matter. Even if you're an introvert and you don't really like crowds, you want people close to you to pay attention to you, to love you. We all believe that we have unique contributions and we want those to be celebrated. And so we do it in all areas of our life. One area that we're really personalizing more than ever, by the way, today, is our pets. How many of y'all have a pet that you love? Okay, so it is just crazy. We have natural food stores for them now. And I found out that we're taking it to a new level. I found out there is such a thing that corporations are considering called paternity. You're like, what is this? Okay, this is now... This is literally real stories, literally a couple of them from this week, where they believe, corporations believe that we should give people a week off when they adopt their pet, come on now, to bond, to settle in. You're like, Pastor, is that biblical? I don't know. I don't know. Um, we... <laughs> We, in our dog journey at the little household, we started with a dog that hated us, and, and, and we grew to hate it. it. It hated us. It bit stuff, it broke stuff, it peed on stuff, a little schnauzer. I mean, it just was, I don't know if you believe in demon possession, but it happened in our dog. And I'm gonna tell you, then we got a personal dog. We rescued a golden retriever who I tell you, he wants to be with you all the time. He was abandoned, so he just wants to be with you. Wherever you go, he just is a personal dog. We lost him. My daughter, Lainey Kate, my youngest, uh, she was, I believe, about two years old, and Kingston wandered off. And I'm telling you, we went into all-out family mode. I mean, I jumped in the car, my wife jumped in the car, the older kids jumped on their bikes, and we went after the dog, man, because he's our personal dog. He wasn't like the demon-possessed dog. We love this dog. So we're full on trying to find Kingston. I'm thinking about the emotional trauma of my children, if I even have the ability to pastor them through the loss of this dog. Now, we're after the dog, the two-year-old's in the street. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, we're going to save the dog, and little kid, Daddy, where are you at? I don't know. Some of you are wondering, is paternity biblical? I also, every time I tell this story, uh, people email me and say, do dogs go to heaven? I think it's possible, but cats will burn in hell. I just want you to know that, okay? 
They will fry. They, they're going to fry, okay? God's grace is not big enough for them. I tell the story because, again, it's humorous, and we all maybe have had a pet that we love, but I tell it because I, I just thought back to the intensity with which we went after something that we loved. And also, this personalization of, of our pets, and what's interesting, we would think that of a pet, but most people that I meet, if they don't know the real Jesus, they would never think that Jesus is personal. It's amazing. They, they say, man, I mean, you can talk to him. You can walk with him. He wants to speak to you. He can literally meet the fulfillment needs of your soul. And I want you to understand as we start this journey together, the main goal of this journey is not just to understand the historical Jesus, though there are some amazing things to learn about him. I want you to see that he sees you. He sees you right where you are. You're like, man, I came into this service, what's going on? Jesus sees you, he knows what you're worried about, he knows what you're concerned about, he knows what you're walking through. He's a personal Jesus, and he wants to be close to you. So as we start this journey together, I wanna show you, we're gonna start at the place where some of Jesus' original followers, he called them to walk with him, to be close, and many of them became his friends as they started their journey right in this place. Watch this with me. As we start our journey, to get close to Jesus, no better place to start than one of the key places where several of those that were close to Jesus throughout the biblical story where they started their journey. It's right here on what the locals would call the Lake of Gennesaret or also called in the Bible the Sea of Galilee. Now I think it's interesting that it's called the Sea of Galilee because it is just a lake but because of so many of the qualities and the way that so many of the things happen geographically, it could get in such a place that it was just like a sea and it's very large. But most importantly, we're gonna look in Luke chapter five, we're gonna look at some of the key relationships that started right here on this shore right here. It's, it's one of the places that we know in fact on these shores, Jesus spent a considerable amount of time and I wanna start with in Luke chapter five, one of those characters, his name in the story is Simon, and later he would get a new name, the name Peter upon this rock, as Jesus said, I will build my church, but that's not where it all began. In fact, it began even before this moment in Luke chapter five where Jesus healed his mother-in-law. We don't know how long before that that it happened, but then also we see Jesus teaching in the synagogue some spiritual settings. But what I love about this story is Jesus comes into the ordinary lives of everyday people right there in the Bible. And it's not just about, I want you to see this, it's not just about these biblical characters, but I want us to think about it because for us now, the, the Bible speaks to us 
and Jesus is real to us, and so we can see how he related to them and see some common themes in the way that he relates to us. Let's think about starting our journey, maybe for some of you to be close for the first time and others who just wanna get closer to him. I'd like us to look at the story in Luke chapter five. It says, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret or the Sea of Galilee, right? right here where, where I'm standing. The people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. So Jesus had a large crowd of people at this moment and they were listening and he, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen. See, see there was fishing, there's, there's fishing going on. You don't see it right here in the shot, but there's fishing going on even now and even more so at that time as it was a very practical, even more primitive type of endeavor and occupation and one of the key things that fueled their economy, but they, they were fishing. And so Jesus, he, he saw these boats and he, he saw that there were these people washing their nets, but he got into one of the boats and he got into the one belonging to Simon, our character. He, he got into his everyday. He got into really, if you think about it, he, he came right into his place of business well, what a place where a lot of people think that's the last place Jesus shows up is my job. You know, he shows up in the synagogue or at church, but he wouldn't come right into my office, but he gets right into his boat, the one belonging to Simon. He asked him to put it out a little bit from the shore, if you could picture that. And he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. Now, something practical that's happening is Jesus is using the water for amplification. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. So, so you can imagine he's in Simon's boat, he's teaching this crowd, and then these guys are washing their nets, Simon's washing his net, and, and he's listening. He's listening and he's wondering, okay, what's this teacher, this Jesus talking about? I know he has some power, he had this healing moment, but, but he's listening to him and now, he steps into his world and he says, look, I, I even know about fishing. I, I, I know about, if you will, your work life. I know about your parenting. I know about your every day. And he says to him, I, I'd like you to do this. Think about that, how much Jesus can speak into our real life world. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night. We haven't caught anything because you say so. If you, if you say so, then we'll let down these nets. And here's what happened. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. And so they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. So now it's influencing all the people around them. And so they needed to get some help. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. So, so Jesus, knows something about our everyday, enters our everyday, and now they're like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, but look at what Peter does here. This is really the moment. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees. He fell down and said, go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. By the way, that's common as you get close to Jesus, you lose your reliance on your own self-ability and you're overwhelmed by the magnitude of his power, his ability, and his wisdom. And every time you just humble yourself more and say, I, I, I know my inadequacies. 
I know my failures. See, this is gonna be a theme of Jesus's life and it's a theme for all of us today. You don't come into a relationship with Jesus. You don't get closer to Jesus by striving and trying more. You do it when you see he has completed something you could never complete. His life and his whole, the, the, everything about who he is fulfills and satisfies the greatest longings in your life and you completely surrender and you say, look, I know my inadequacies. And so that's what Peter did. He, all his companions though were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John. These are gonna be key figures in, in the story of Jesus, the sons of Zebedee. These were Simon's partners. Now, this is important too because you see, for them to make it work financially, many times they had to partner together in this fishing endeavor. And what makes the next set of phrases and the part of this story so powerful is you gotta think about the impact here. When they make a decision regarding Jesus, it's affecting their partnership, their business, their families. It's gonna affect a lot of people, yet they're so convinced that this Jesus is the way Jesus is the one who has the answers. Look how they respond and look what Simon says. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you're gonna fish for people. He, he started changing the direction and trajectory of his life. And we know from the book of Matthew, Jesus actually said to him, I, I want you to follow me. I think it's interesting in the Luke 5 story though, more than just Jesus making the invitation, though he did, by entering their everyday. That's what I love about Jesus is the fact that he went into their world. He didn't stay in the spiritual places and the elite places, he went to their boats. But look at this, it says, so they pulled their boats up on shore, very powerful phrase, they left everything and they followed him. What's the first step in growing close to Jesus? It's really right in that phrase. Follow him. You're like, but, but, but Jeff, I mean, what about if I don't understand this? What about when I went through this and I felt like Jesus wasn't there? When I, what about if I don't understand everything about Jesus? Look, I've been following Jesus for many, many years. I, I've been following Jesus for, for over a few decades. And I'll tell you this, I can't tell you every time I understood everything about it, I can tell you I've been overwhelmed like Peter in moments where he did stuff that I'm just amazed by and I'm amazed at how he understands me, I'm amazed at how he comes into my life, but can I tell you personally, and I want you to know this is a true principle of Jesus. We don't always understand the steps. We don't always understand where the steps lead us. But what we have to do is just say, you know what? I'm just gonna follow him. I, I, I'm just gonna follow him. So, so when you've got that challenge maybe at work, when you have those questions, the questions are okay. When, when you got some circumstances that you're facing, just follow, just follow. Jesus, Jesus, I wanna know you more. Okay, just follow me, just, just come on. Just like what happened many, many years ago, right here on this shore, it's still happening today and it can happen for you if we're willing to say what Peter and these guys said, I'll leave it all, Jesus, just to follow you. I want us to think about here in this first step, are we following? Not do we understand everything, not do we have it all figured out. Are we following? Are you following 
Jesus. So our first step, if you want to at any level investigate being close to Jesus, or you've decided, you know what, I want to be close to him, here's where we have to go. In order to get close to Jesus, we have to be willing to follow him. We have to be willing, and that story is so impactful because we start thinking about the moment of Peter's decision. We start looking at maybe all of his fears. We think about what about the relationships, one that all of us face, what's everyone gonna say? He had just had a huge financial blessing. You know, Jesus meets you in your point of pain, but he also sometimes meets you at the point of your success. It's like we just had this great catch and they just left all of that money laying right there. And yet he was willing to follow. So I'd like to unpack that a little bit and help you if you're investigating taking a step, no matter where you're at in your journey with Jesus, to get close to him through following him, I believe it starts at that moment. There's this big moment generally where there's a yielding. And that's really what makes it challenging. It's really not easy in the moment if we're really honest. We have to really investigate it. We have to be moved by him to do it because there's a lot of fear involved. There's a lot of trust involved, and there's something involved that we're not really good at. I don't know if they were much better at it in that time period, but I know in our culture and the people that I pastor, and I know in my own life, it's real hard to give up some control. It's really hard to go, okay, but there's always that moment where you have to, to take a step of faith. The Bible says that it's God's grace that he comes and shows his, himself to us. It's his grace that he starts desiring for us to follow him. It's his grace in our lives that Jesus came as a human being, walked it out, did what we couldn't do, comes to connect with us personally. That's God's grace. But then it takes this step of faith into this invisible world. You're like, look, this isn't, this isn't lining up with my background. This isn't lining up with how everything I've understood. And so it takes this moment of faith. My wife and I in November will be married for 23 years. On our honeymoon, we were out and about and I passed by a big bungee jump place. And I thought, you know what? I feel like this is what I should do to start my life as a married man. I should go and bungee jump. She said, I don't think it's the Lord. I pulled in anyway. And man, this was back when, I don't know, he was kind of new a little bit. I, it was a lot involved, you know, I'm an adventurous person. And so, and it was really tall. And I'm telling you, you know, and she's sitting there, my new little wife, you know, just her big brown eyes, just, oh my gosh, I don't know. And I climb all the way up this thing. And I have to tell you that they, they strapped me into all of this equipment and all of these cables and all of this stuff. And they put this, they had to get the biggest harness that they had. Come on now. It's like we get the big one for the big man, you know what I'm saying? They buckled me in and they put all this together and then, and then the guy said, you know, you should wrap your leg over it a little bit there. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing whatever you think. And here's what happened. I got right to the edge of the platform. It's way up there, okay? 
And it doesn't matter if NASA would have put all this equipment on there. It doesn't matter if there was bungee jumping specialists with, with super reinforced cables and wires. It doesn't matter if they could have given me a printout of all of the stuff they just put on me and a historical record of how many people have been saved by this equipment. The hardest part is your brain tells you logically it is dumb, it is stupid, it is crazy to step off of a perfectly good platform. And so the first step is the challenging one. And I've always thought about that in light of following Jesus. I remember the moment I said, oh, oh, what if I can't do it? What are people gonna say? Am I being duped? Will I become a weirdo? Well, I already am a weirdo, so whatever. Like there's all these crazy thoughts, but to follow Jesus, the hardest part is to go, okay, I'm going to take this big leap of faith and I'm gonna trust that Jesus, you are who you say you are and you're gonna change my life. And I've done it in my life and I've watched it happen in hundreds of people's lives. He's faithful. He's faithful to his word. He delivers on everything that he promises. He's the greatest person that you'll ever have a relationship with. He'll meet you in your trials. He'll celebrate with you in your victories. He'll help you make sense of things you don't understand. He's the greatest ever. And you'll never regret taking a step to follow Jesus. You'll never, ever regret it. You say, well, Jeff, if it's that good, what is some of the process that happens in us taking that step? Well, the first thing that I emphasize there, if you notice, is here's the good thing about Jesus. He comes looking for us. He comes looking for us. Religious ideologies, religious traditions, your tradition never came looking for you. Your religion never comes looking for you. But Jesus comes looking for you. He comes and finds you in the middle of wherever you're at. I love the song as well we sang today, prone to wonder, prone to leave the God I love. We're prone to wander off but he comes and finds us with more intensity than I came looking for my dog. He comes and finds us. He comes looking for you. You say, Jeff, what does that look like? Well, it comes in a lot of different ways. We start having questions. We start thinking about eternity. We start thinking about what, what's gonna happen with my life. He, he gives us some kids and we start thinking, man, I, I really wanna have what it takes to give what I need to to these children and we realize, you know what, I don't have everything that I can, can give to them and I'm lacking. And sometimes we're at great pinnacles of success and like success does, it just can't really meet the satisfaction in our souls and we start just looking and longing and searching. There's a lot of ways that it shows up. We had a baptism in our Keller campus on Saturday night and there was a lady from Chicago who moved here two years ago and she thought she was moving for a job change. But how it looks like when Jesus comes looking for you is someone from Milestone Church intersected her life and began for two years to have play dates, to show up, to encourage her, to pray with her, to meet with her, and she gave her heart and life to Jesus Christ and was baptized this weekend. And that's what Jesus does. He intersects you with relationships. You'll find yourself going, man, I thought I would never go to a church. Now I'm sitting in a church listening to this guy. You tune in online and you're like, man, I'm searching and you're looking. Jesus comes looking for us. 
and he'll start drawing you. And you might as well just give up because when he goes on the hunt, he catches what he gets. He just starts coming after us, but there's barriers. I want to be honest about it. There's barriers. There were barriers for me the first time, and I'll explain this to you as well. It gets a little easier when you have Jesus, but it's still scary every time when he says, hey, come on, come with me. Every single time, every time, there's, there's barriers along the way that hinder us, our own fears, our own insecurities, our own logic. There's a lot of different barriers that we encounter along the way. I'd, I'd like to show you probably what I believe to be one of the greatest. And that is that we believe we can get to where we're going, we can get to the full fulfillment of the best version of us alone. The only reason we wouldn't go with Jesus when Jesus says, look, let me take you through this life, is for most of us we believe I can get where I'm going alone. I can do it alone. I can make it there alone. But the fact is, God's goodness toward us is that Jesus comes in human flesh to say, look, I'm gonna show you how good I am and I'm gonna help you change. Because I'm gonna tell you, at some point in your life, you hit a place where you go, you know what? I can't get to where I'm going by myself. I, I can't have a healthy marriage. I can't have a healthy life. I, I can't get into heaven because like heaven's full of perfect people who are perfect and God's perfect and I'm not perfect and I've made some mistakes. And so we all at some level become acutely aware, I can't get to where I'm going alone. But for a lot of people, I wanna show you this verse of scripture. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. Repentance is the word change. Do you have something in your life that you wanna change today? Well, I wanna tell you, most of the time you can't change it yourself. But it's God's goodness that comes into your life through the person Jesus Christ that does the changing. He changes you. For most people I've met who don't know anything about Jesus or just think he's a religious figure, here's what they think. If I'll change, he'll be good to me. If I'll change, he'll be good to me. No, 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 it's actually the opposite. He's so good, if you'll invite him on the journey of your life, he'll do the changing. He'll do the changing, he'll actually change you. And so there's all these barriers. Here's, here's another one I, I know that is a big barrier as I talk with people and they say, so, so like if I come to this place where I go all in with Jesus, am I being disrespectful to my heritage? Am I being disrespectful to my past? Am I saying, you know what, I wasn't a good person or I, 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 I'm a bad person or everything I've done is flawed, you know, is that, is that? So, so there's this, this reconciliation with the fact that because we're created in the image of God, you can do some good things. You can even do some good religious things, but the fact is, Jesus wants to come into our life to complete in us what is lacking, the perfectness. We can do some good things, but still not be complete and be flawed and, and miss the mark. If we're all honest, we know we do. And so you can imagine Peter there going, man, I, my family, the family business, the, 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 my, my partners, my friends, that's a big deal to a lot of people. And I wanna tell you, when you step out and say, okay, I'm gonna follow Jesus, I wanna encourage you with this. He takes care of all that. He takes care of every single bit of that. There's, there is some barriers, though, along the way. One is I also find people say, can I live up to it? Am I really able to live up to this thing? Can I really do it? I wanna help you with this. You can't. You can't live up to it, and that's why Jesus comes to live it 
through you. Did you know this same Peter would end up on the same shoreline having made a bunch of mistakes and Jesus still lovingly comes back to him and helps him on his journey? Jesus didn't discard him. Jesus comes and finds him again and says, I want you to come with me. At the end of the day, the starting place, if you go, I'd like to be close to Jesus, it starts with the simple step to say, okay, I'm just gonna follow you. I'm gonna follow you. Here's the thought. Where are we gonna go? Just follow. Well, what are we gonna do? Just follow. Well, what's gonna happen? Just follow. Well, well, what are people gonna say? Just follow. Well, what if I can't live up to it? Just follow. Well, what, what about my, my past heritage and all of the liturgies and the things and this and the, 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 the religious systems that I was a part of? Just, just follow. Well, what are my friends at work going to say? What, what are all these people going to say? What are these, the, my sister going to say? Just follow. Just follow. Just follow. Just follow. Just, just take the step. I know it's scary. Just, just follow. Just follow me. I'll work all of that out. Some of you say, what is that step, Pastor Jeff? Well, for some of you, it's the first step. And I'm not talking about joining church. I'm not talking about a religious system. By the way, religion is you doing the right things to feel like you're spiritual. Following Jesus is a totally different thing. Following Jesus is a personal relationship with someone who loves you, who wants to come into your life and walk this journey out with you. And he just says, come on, come with me. You say, what do I do? Well, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, you can confess with your mouth that he is Lord. You can believe that he died on that cross. Why did he have to die on the cross? He was making the payment for you. He was doing what you couldn't do. He was sacrificing his perfect life so that you can change and become who God's called you to be. And you can believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And the Bible says, if you take that step, you will be saved. I'm gonna ask every person to bow their heads with me right now. And there's some of you right now, you're not following Jesus. And I'm gonna ask everyone if you would do me a personal favor right now. And just for, just, it's just gonna be just a few minutes. No one moving around. No one moving around at our McKinney campus right now. No one moving around. Volunteers, we'll get to your post in a minute. If it's not an emergency, this is a serious moment because I believe people are making an eternal decision right now. And I believe there's someone listening to me. As I've talked, you feel like, man, Jesus is talking to me. He's just using my, my imperfections and humanness just through my words, Jesus is talking to you. And you know you're not right with him. You're like, I, 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 I'm just ready to just say, okay, I, I'm just gonna take that leap of faith. I wanna follow you. Well, you can say in your heart, Jesus, I confess you as Lord. Take the reins of my life. Take over. Take over my business, my parenting, my family, my life. Take it over, Jesus. I believe you died for me. You just make it your words. I believe you rose from the dead. Come into my life become my Jesus. If you prayed that prayer with me, I'm gonna ask everyone just to keep their heads bowed. I'm not gonna embarrass you or make you stand up. I don't wanna know who I prayed with. And even at our campuses or in the video service, you say, Pastor Jeff, I prayed with you. Would you just lift your hand if you prayed with me? Thank you. Hold it up. Anyone else? Thank you. I'm gonna give you some instructions at the very end here in just a moment, but I wanna pray for a couple of other groups of people. There's some of you here, you followed 
but you've lost your way. Prone to wonder, prone to leave the God we love. And he wants to invite you back into following him. Some of you need to get back on course with Jesus. You may have been hurt in a relationship, a situation, a church situation. I don't know what it might be, but you just need to say yes. Yes, Jesus, I'll follow you. Yes, Jesus, I'm ready to follow you. I'll take the steps you're asking me to take. I wanna walk with you. No matter how long you've walked with Jesus, there's still steps where he says, come follow me in this area. And I believe there's some of you who Jesus is saying, I want that area. I want you to follow me here. I want you to follow me in your marriage. I want you to follow me with your children. I want you to follow me with that addiction. I want you to follow me. You never really ever fully followed me with your money. I want that too. I want you to follow me in your relationships. I want you to follow me with your sexuality. I'm not asking you to follow a religion. I'm gonna come in and do the changing. I'm just asking you to take the step. Just follow. So you just say to him right now, here I am, Jesus. I wanna follow you in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Milestone Church. We hope it's been an encouragement for you today. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast or discover who we are by visiting our website at milestonechurch.com. 